Hey everyone, thanks again for joining me. It's Dallas here at Bestowing the Brush. I have a special guest on my show today and we're just going to get right into things. We have been enjoying a really fun mother culture weekend get together. It's been me and two other homeschool moms. And today on the podcast, I have Molly Nichols with me of The Modern Homeschooler. So I have to tell you right now, we met on Instagram. I know it's really weird, Um, but we just appreciate each other's sense of humor and frankness online. And uh, we just really appreciate Instagram as a tool for doing this homeschool thing, that it can be a blessing to us. And we are going to dive a little further into that topic today, the topic of technology in our homeschools. So, Molly, why don't you say hi? Hello, hello. (laughs) Add anything to your who you are that you would like to tell the world right now, a a little bit about you and what you do over at The Modern Homeschooler. Yes, I am The Modern Homeschooler, and all that means is how to incorporate homeschooling in modern day living. So I kind of represent more of a different crowd of mom that might you might not necessarily see online. And I am just a homeschooling mom of two. We are heavy into technology. I still appreciate the classical method and I still appreciate Charlotte Mason and her methods. And so I'm very excited to be here to hang out with Dallas and to learn many methods, including art. And that is where obviously Dallas and I first got together was with art um, online. And it's just so exciting to see all the different methods out there. So you're not, it's not like you're foreign to the idea of art. You have an artistic eye, but you do photography. And that is your, that's been your profession for years. Um, And as we have talked a little bit over the weekend, I... I appreciate and have gotten to know your work a little bit and um, but you had expressed that you felt like there was a little bit of a lack in knowledge of maybe more fine art like drawing and you wanted to see if that could help round out your children's education to dive more into that and learn more about that. Yes. And some people may find it extreme to fly halfway across the country to learn in person (laughs) (laughs) with something about art. But uh, for me, being a photographer, I have been a photographer since I was 10 years old, and I have been a professional photographer for 18 years. And one thing that I've always said when people talk about me being creative is I say, oh, I don't know how to draw. That's why I take pictures. And the problem I'm facing now is it seems I have two very creative children. And I'm sitting here saying, I still don't know how to draw, (laughs) but clearly (laughs) my children seem to be inclined that way. And I need to educate myself the best way possible, knowing that I have made a living off of my creative field and very much I'm okay if my children want to do something creative as adults. And I very much appreciate parents who are okay with their daughter going off to art school (laughs) in college. So it was important to me to learn the skill that I don't know very well. And that's what I appreciate about Dallas with your work is that it makes it very approachable for me. And I'm was very excited to learn a lot of it. So that's so great. That's great to hear because I think a big part of home educating is the parents posture of learning and your your willingness to recognize, okay, I have this pain point right here. And I recognize that this might be 
an integral part in my children's education, but it doesn't mean that just because I'm not familiar with it that I don't let them have a slice of the cake, you know, like I, so I really appreciate that about you. And I think, I think it's fine that you've flown here (laughs) across the country to, (laughs) you know, uh, sometimes internet conversations are a little lackluster with getting the fullness of the experience. So totally, especially with art technique, you're kind of, you need to be in the room to, you know, see exactly how I'm holding the brush or yes, you know, um, little fine details like that where, and we can just ask each other questions. And, and even last night you and I were talking about how the fact that in my explaining of something, I will, I'll say something and a person who doesn't have the context that I have is like, what? Right. Go, go back and define that term that you just said, because I don't understand what you meant by that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that was another reason for being here as we combine art studies with the modern homeschooler, because I do feel that the liberal arts is making a comeback, especially in the classical world, where there is a stronger appreciation now than there may have been a few years ago with with both classical music and with art, with drawing and painting. And I'm really excited for that. So I'm excited to be able to learn from you, to be able to take it back and show people that it is attainable. And I'm not saying I'm going to become some amazing draw, drawer. What's the word? <laughs> I don't even know what the word is for that. Well, Artiste. sounds... <laughs> When you say it out loud, it's like, it's fine when you say drawer, but if you were to read it on a piece of paper, you're like, why is this person a drawer? A drawer. <laughs> this person true. is a drawer? What? <laughs> That's very true. But uh, yeah, maybe like, draftsman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and again, like, I'm just supposed to be the lead learner. I'm just trying to learn so I can communicate with my children, that I can lead them in the direction they can go without just saying, here's a book, go learn it. Although I greatly appreciate the ability of independence and independent learning, I do want to be involved in in at least a snippet part of their lives of each subject that they're learning as they get older. So I think this is a great way to make it attainable and approachable and that I can at least kind of understand what they're doing. Yeah. Well, speaking of making it attainable and approachable, Mm -hmm. I believe that technology is a great tool to... uh, have the skill be able to be learned in your home, mm-hmm. in your homeschool. And so we thought today we could talk about several ways that you should not use technology in your art studies or in learning drawing. Okay, maybe just set the scene a little bit. Molly and I come from different schooling methods right now. So we've been learning what each other does in, in our different homeschools. And so I thought, I could learn from Molly about how um, she might be thinking when she goes to search on the internet to to get a resource for drawing and art. And so we were just talking about um, different things that we could or could not do that would be helpful to our children. Yes, it would be my inclination when I get onto the computer that I was going to search for certain terms that I would think I would be able to find art. Being very tech heavy in our home, um, that's how I would go about it. But I realized I don't even know the correct art terms necessarily in order to find what I was looking for. So even being able to talk with you about certain terminologies was great. And to be able to kind of figure out what I would be looking for if I was to hashtag something. Okay. So for example, you as the modern homeschooler would get online, 
get onto Google and say 20 minute art project that I could do right now. Yes. Something like that. So you're looking Mm -hmm. for something really quick that you could get started with today. Yes. And the reason for that is, is because I don't have much time and I want my kids to learn something, but that was part of the problem is that I thought that I could learn art in 20 minutes. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's one of the problems of a way that someone who is very tech heavy after being here with you this weekend, the failure on my end would be that to assume that I could Google search anything quickly and find a very quick answer to something, especially when I see something like art, that was a problem for me because I see an end goal. And I want to find the project that allows my kid to complete a project today. And look, we did art. Mm -hmm. And there's a disconnect with that for someone who is modern, who, who is more along the lines of, of the tech and just wants to get it done. And the, that goal. Yeah. So yeah, what you were saying about like, that could kind of fuel your disappearance disappointment in the in the experience because you're like here's a leaf I'm trying to paint Mm -hmm. why is my eight-year-old child not able to do this in 20 minutes right because in my mind I think wow this leaf looks really simple why can't I just do this because all it is is like an oval shape with some stick figure you know drawings on it you know stick lines why can't we do this and yet it doesn't look the same and I think that's the problem is with that being in the modern world where there is so much visual stimulation and we see so much all the time, I find that I think it's easier than it actually is. And if I go onto Pinterest and I can scroll forever and I can continue to find project after project after project and then I get overwhelmed because it all looks easy and then I never actually get to the point where we do something or I finally do something and it doesn't happen in 20 minutes. That's the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and you were alluding it to like expecting your child who's never picked up an instrument to play a concerto. Right. Exactly. In 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's a weird disconnect specifically with art because of being able to draw on our computers and be able to draw on our iPads that you think that you can also pick up a pencil and do the exact same thing. And that's just not the case, because just like you have to start with basic notes on a piano before you can actually play a full entire piece that takes years, you know, for some reason, I feel like my kids should be able to do this. And also, too, I feel like somehow that's actually art, but that's not necessarily art in the sense of them learning the technique of drawing. Yeah, I agree with that, because... In essence, when you're talking about learning a skill, there are tools involved with that. And it would be like telling someone to build a house and you give them all the lumber, but you don't give them any tools like a hammer and nails and no instructions. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think what you learned when we painted together was that you needed to just slow down for 15 minutes and kind of step by step learn your tool a little bit and learn how you need to press it down and be sometimes gentle and sometimes use more pressure to achieve the line that you wanted to achieve. Yes. And and you were thinking, oh, 
okay, this looked really simple at first because of course it's just a very simple line that you see on a page, but for you to render that, you were having quite a bit of trouble. Yes, drawing a straight line. (laughs) And yet, yes, and that's the problem is in our fast-paced world, for someone like me who doesn't necessarily desire to spend long days sitting by the seashore or something, I'm still a fast-paced person, but I am learning to understand that even though I am modern and I'm tech-heavy and we do a lot of things, there is benefit in slowing down in certain subjects that really do require slowing down. And I think even doing this, the painting exercise of learning how to draw a simple line for watercolor and have it be straight, I can still see improvement in that after a half an hour of trying to draw a simple straight line that after the end of the half hour, like half of my line was straight, maybe not all my line, you know, (laughs) but that was still improvement. And so for me, but that way I was actually learning art there. I was actually learning a technique of art. I didn't draw a leaf, I didn't draw a house or a flower, but I actually learned a simple technique And I think I can walk away from that as a mom who's busy. We can still do a half an hour of art today, but we're actually learning something. And I can see progress. And I think it's about progress, not a finished piece. I would agree with you there completely. The progress mindset is super important and helpful, I think. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think about... um, using technology to gauge your child's progress. Yeah, that's a very bad way to use technology. I can see that now. (laughs) Um, For example. For example, like even a oil pastel drawing of a house. I, for some reason, think that just because my child is 10 and I'm online looking at other people who have posted pictures means all of a sudden that there's something wrong because my child can't do the same thing at 10, even though it looks, again, it looks simple to me to draw a house with oil pastels or something. And I think that's the problem of comparison again online. I mean, hopefully I'm not the only one who has this weird disconnect with art and comparison and and this weird um, thinking that a lot of stuff is a lot easier than it is because it's just drawing or something. And so that's a really bad way to use technology is to use it as a comparison tool. Sure. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's like going to um, see a performance of a musical, but what you don't see is the months of rehearsal that was going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So that person who's maybe showing, even if it's like the photo to their product that you want to click on the tutorial to see, of course, they're going to make it look great and like candy, like you need your eye to be attracted to it to want to do it Mm -hmm. um but seeing the yeah seeing engaging progress in a simple skill is probably more valuable learning than yes (laughs) creating that Mm -hmm. complete full masterpiece that is a little bit unattainable Mm -hmm. at first well and also after this weekend as well I'm starting to see it as into photography wise. I mean, people ask me all the time, what do I photograph? And for me, I do weddings and I do commercial. I don't do families or babies or children. And that's a completely different type of photography to me. And I think when it comes to art, it's the same thing. 
I do weddings because lighting technique is different a lot of times compared to other methods. And it's the same thing about my daughter drawing an oil pastel painting of a house. She could be an artist who's doing contrast type things, but I'm online looking on Etsy or on Pinterest or wherever on Instagram and someone's drawing a house, but they have a strong suit in black line with their, well, no, you don't do black line with oil paintings, do you? There I go with my <laughs> lack. That must be photo terminology. Black line is tattoo. I'm mixing uh, uh, yes. all the Another arts. Another art. All the arts. <laughs> but you know, it's like, it could be the same house, but this kid has a very strong ability in shadows and light. And another kid could have a very strong ability in color. And so you cannot compare the two that way. And I, it's just weird. I'm like, I can't believe that I didn't make this connection in photography sure. where there's so many different kinds of photographers out there and you can't compare them because they all have a different style. And your eight-year-old is going to have a different style of art, even though you're all doing the same watercolor picture. Mm-hmm. And so you cannot use the internet to compare to decide if you're doing it right. Yeah. And, and to that point, we had kind of been talking about how the learning of art skills and drawing skills is not necessarily linear and step by step. And you master this one thing and you can move on to the second one thing and right. um, that you might need more work with your brush control. Right. That might take one certain child much longer and require a lot more patience on the parent. Mm-hmm. Um than someone who's just very natural with tools or maybe is just more inclined in their fine motor skills. Right. And so then they're able to have a little bit more freedom um, rather than the other child who's got to take a little bit more time to get those initial strokes going. Yeah. And so maybe we could talk a little bit about, um, I don't know, maybe some differences or similarities to other subjects you've taught and ways that you've had to shift your mind a little bit. Yeah. Well, just like with math, I would say I connected it to that where we start out with one plus one is two, and that's great. But I think with art, we're doing the same thing, starting out with a blank sheet, and we're trying to get them to do algebra right off the bat because to us, it looks simple and we forget how diff. I mean, actually, we can all agree that algebra was hard, whatever, like, <laughs> let's go back to like multiplication table or something, but we forget how hard something was. And when art is already foreign to a lot of people to begin with, and honestly, in today's world, some of it, if you're more conservative, you want to be a little bit removed from it, potentially, depending on who you are, you might be afraid of art when you realize that you don't need to be afraid of it. There's plenty of great stuff out there but you just need to tackle it and understand it. And once you understand it, you might not be afraid of it and you might not be afraid to teach it. And so, but you do have to start with one plus one. You can't start with the big step later, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's something I've learned this weekend too. It's just like, I feel like I've had to use so many analogies to understand art, (laughs) which is weird coming from a lifelong artiste (laughs) photographer, you know? Um, But it just, it really is a completely different beast. Art, art, you know, drawing, painting, sculpting is completely different than a lot of the other creative formats out there. Now, what do you think about endlessly searching to find the perfect Holy Grail resource? 
I am guilty of that. Um, if anyone who knows me knows I love books. <laughs> and I love to research. And I did feel like if I could find that one drawing book, it would just rock my world. But instead, what I realized this weekend, honestly, when we sat down to paint, I was like, we're doing lines. That's what we're doing is lines. <laughs> you know, I was like, I thought she was going to show me a flower, you know. Um, but I realized I, I learned something. And there is no holy grail of a single book. And again, it goes back to I'm now realizing I don't know what kind of artist my children are going to be. So there is no holy grail because I don't even if I knew of a holy grail book, it might not even be in the same category of the direction of art my kid is going to go. And so for sure, that's what I've learned is you just have to stop and take 30 minutes to learn something and act on it. And then you can go step by step next day, figure it out. And you just slowly build on it, which is very hard for a mom like (laughs) me to take it slow, step by step and, and have the five-year goal in mind with art. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that was the other piece for me is a lot of us moms look at the one year goal, our, our nine month school year goal. What can what progress is going to happen from September to June? What are we going to get done? And I think with art, it has to be more. How is it going to look in five years? Because mm-hmm. it's just something that's a craft that needs to be honed. And thankfully, our schools don't judge us on our art teaching ever right (laughs) in today's world yes they're concerned about math and english Mm -hmm. so i can lighten up a little bit about it maybe so uh, (laughs) and not continue searching yeah that's great so one thing i have noticed in my research and in my practice is that learning a skill is pretty foundational it's it can be uh, a bit taxing and you do need to take it slow. But once you have that tool under your belt, it's like gaining a superpower. Yeah. And it's like, well, and I'm sure you felt that with photography. Mm-hmm. Once maybe you learned about your aperture mm-hmm. or your light meter more mm-hmm. that you were like, now I can harness this power. Yes. Now I know how to use this, but you're unique. That's why if someone buys your photography mm-hmm. over another, you know, maybe a naturalist photographer, they're looking for something unique and they like your point of view. They may not be able to name it, but they can sense your style, but it's because you've worked really hard to gain skill slowly. I'm sure Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. So, um, then you're able to use that tool to your advantage and to then present your unique ideas to the world creatively. Yeah, And so in my opinion, creativity, it does take some time in those foundations. And then it's like the world opens up for you. Then you're able to so freely, more freely express yourself because of your new skill. Right. Yes. But you do have to get those foundations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's really great. I'll never forget there was one day where my brother, who's... Uh, two and a half years older than me, long time ago, he messaged me because he said, you know, Molly, I saw one of your, I saw a photo come up on my feed. And he goes, without even looking at it, I go, that's got to be Molly's photo, is what he had said. And I remember go, oh, I didn't like, at that point, I hadn't even realized I had a style yet, you know? Sure. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, and so it kind of had melded 
without me even realizing it, but then I had started honing my craft towards what I liked, you know? And so that was a big moment, you know, when I was like, oh, I have a style. And I think as I was thinking about that as well, and you're talking about honing your craft and getting along, I think as moms, we like with math, we know what the end game is. We know we want to get to algebra. And I think that's also what I'm learning with art is that we don't know what the end game is. <laughs> like there's no like, oh, you finally have done this rendition of Picasso's. Great. We have finished, you know. Um, we have arrived. We have arrived. <laughs> you have now completed your course, you know. Um, and so I think that's what's a little more... Um, overwhelming at the beginning but once you kind of realize that's the whole point of a craft and art is you're going to allow it to slowly build over time and you get to see where it goes when it gets there and as a mom you kind of have to just lead the way but you actually have to act you know Mm -hmm. if you could coach someone now knowing what you know Mm -hmm. you what would you say what uh what will you bring back to your your kids after the weekend? How will you go about starting to implement this? Well, um, you recommended a book. And so I bought the book. I'm not going to look at any other books. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use this one book. Okay. And I think that's good. I'm not I'm going to stop looking for anything else. And I'm just going to go through this one book and I'm not going to care how long it takes and we're just going to slowly progress and we're going to see where it takes us and I'm not going to put any pressure on myself or the kids to come up with anything other than just seeing what interests them and where it goes as we go through this one book and I'm not going to search any art hashtags (laughs) on Instagram which is how you do technology wrong (laughs) you know so that's definitely what I'll be doing Awesome plan. How much time do you schedule in for art? What does that look like in your week? I'm a little more extreme with art because I'm an artist. I keep saying that, but as a photographer, I don't. You do Um, art photography. I do art photography. Anyways, um, because I am that and because my kids both seem to be leaning that way, I actually allow hours for art in the afternoon. And so that comes at the end of the day after we've done all of our stuff. So... Theoretically, anytime after like 2 p.m., they could be in art all day if they want to be, um, unless we have, you know, things that we have to go to, you know, all the different things that you do in the afternoons. But the plan is always to at least have an hour for art. And I would do that because, like I said, that's what it looks like they're going. Maybe if they weren't, I would probably do in a half an hour because they need to be exposed to it anyways. Sure. So yeah, you still think that there's value in providing this for your kids, even if you wouldn't see them having a profession in the arts. Right. I agree because I think you still need to appreciate art and you still need to have some idea of design. I mean, I think understanding art, even from a photographic perspective, helps me decorate my home. And as a, a, for a mom, if I mean a girl who's going to grow up to become a mom, knowing and understand basic design elements might get, empower her to be able to design her home how she pleases in a way. Because you always you hear of moms who are like, I don't even know how to decorate my house. Yeah. And understanding basic principles of art and color will give her those tools 
to be able to decorate her home how she sees fit, you know, without being paralyzed by that. So I see that there's many valuable tools that can be learned, whether you are really into art or not. Yeah, because you were talking about your son with me a little bit and how he wanted to basically kind of engineer what types of video game games come out in the future. Yeah. So in order to do that, he would need to know several areas in that industry and what all goes into that craft because that's its own art form. Yes. And so you're thinking that he, um, besides even just having some well-rounded skills for him personally, that he would now have a little bit of a new relationship with knowing the time and effort that it takes to, you know, design characters and to render things, Mm -hmm. you know, analog and digital and to possibly know more about his field in that way. Yes, because I think we've all worked for a boss at some point who puts unrealistic expectations on us, you know? Yeah. And theoretically, if Harrison wants to be a video game analyst, he technically would be telling people, create this game because this is what the market wants. But if he has no idea what it takes to animate, what it takes to draw this, what it takes to create these characters, he's going to be that guy who's like, hey, you guys need to come up with this, you know, and everyone's kind of rolling their eyes at him because like he has no idea. You know, and so I think it's valuable from that perspective to be able to understand what the other side may be doing. But I find it very interesting that even something like that, where it's like he's artist, he wants to draw and he wants to do things, but he doesn't want to create the games. You know, and so it's just really interesting why why they would want to do that, but why he would want to do that. But yeah, so I think that it'll be beneficial for him. So. And again, I guess that goes back to me. I'm a classical educator and I, it's all about character building and training. And so although art is great, I want him to learn art if he ends up doing this as a profession, because I care about his character with his future coworkers. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I want him to have a good rapport with his coworkers. And if he has to learn art in order to be sympathetic to his coworkers, then that's great. And I think you were modeling that you had chosen to put yourself in the role of the student that you were like, oh, okay, I'm seeing in the flesh here that this is a hard skill. So you'd probably be a little more lenient and understanding of what you were expecting them to do. Yes. And I think that art is a really great subject for mom to do with the kids because she's going to feel 100% inadequate And so is the eight-year-old. None of us know how to draw faces. We're still all drawing stick figures, you know? (laughs) So why not have mom sit down and and try and learn how to draw? And I think that's a great encouragement for kids. I mean, I'm not going to say the same thing about math. I mean, we can just let that be. But (laughs) for art, let's go ahead and and let's, let's dive in and learn it together. That's so awesome. Well, I wish you well on your journey. Thank you. You know I'm a phone call away. Yes. So (laughs) I can't imagine what the emergency would be. But (laughs) it's been really fun talking with you about this. And I have, I've really appreciated your perspective. So thanks for bringing that. And thanks for being willing to talk and to kind of highlight your family and uh, what you personally do and what you're excited about. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a joy and I'm very excited to be able to go home and actually implement these things. Yay!
Well, one last thing. How can people find what you do online? Because I think you're great. You're really personable to watch and to follow. And I appreciate that you give very candid answers to people's questions. And I like that you bring technology into homeschooling and how we can use those as tools to harness as well. Thank you. You can find me at The Modern Homeschooler on Instagram and also on my website, themodernhomeschooler.com. Awesome. All right. Well, I will see you next time here on Bestowing the Brush. Happy drawing, everyone.